Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eight oh eight thirteen ten WIBA and full scope with Doctor Nicole, Madison's direct care doc. Doctor Nicole Hemkiss comes to us from Advocate MD, a direct primary care practice. If you are not familiar with direct primary care and Advocate MD, definitely check them out. AdvocatesDPC.com. That's AdvocatesDPC.com. Learn more about Advocate MD. Learn more about direct primary care. Also learn about things that it pairs well with high deductible plans, health share programs as well. Again, all that information online, advocatesdpc.com. Make an appointment to become a member at Advocate MD, 608-268-6211. That's 608-268-6211. And joining us this morning is Dr. Nicole Hemkiss. Doc, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's great to talk with you. And we're going to talk about um, something that existed pre-pandemic, but really became popular during the pandemic, which is telehealth. And for a lot of folks, um, probably never had previously considered or maybe never previously had used it. A lot of folks quickly got familiar with telehealth. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Some of the good and some of the bad that comes with uh, with telehealth visits. With the details from Doc in just a moment. A couple of things to keep in mind as we talk with Dr. Cole Hemkiss. If you've got questions about direct primary care, how it works, um, how you get started, maybe you're an employer with some questions, great opportunity right now. Give us a call. We'll get you on the air. 608-321-1310. That's 608-321-13. I mentioned the website as well. It's a great resource, advocatesdpc.com. That's advocatesdpc.com. Two locations, West Side and Middleton, East Side, right on South Fair Oaks Avenue. Four doctors, Dr. Hemkiss, Dr. Balin, Dr. Shulman, Dr. Augie, all to serve you at Advocate MD, and I know Dr. Uh, Dr. Karen Schulman is uh, really excited to get uh, going here in Madison, and uh, you were saying some of her patients, even uh, she's from kind of central Wisconsin, some of her patients from there are looking uh, looking to uh, make sure that they're able to stay with Dr. Schulman because they like her so much here in Madison. Before we start talking about telemedicine, Doc, just real quick, um, direct primary care and, and a little bit about your personal journey, what brought you to opening Advocate MD, and a little bit about your background as well. Yes, uh, so direct primary care is a membership-based model where patients pay a monthly membership fee, and then when they come in for a visit, there's no cost for that visit, there's no copays, there's no deductibles that they have to beat, and it's really the idea behind it is that we kind of carve out primary care. You know, we, we have this kind of assumption that healthcare has to be very expensive, right? That, you know, everything we do that involves a clinic or a hospital has to be expensive, but much of that is due to the fact that we involve insurance in it. So if we kind of carve out primary care and it's we we don't look at direct primary care as an alternative to insurance we look at it as kind of an add-on to some sort of, sort of catastrophic coverage so you would have your direct primary care and then you would have you know whether it's a high deductible insurance policy or a health share um, you know but maybe an employer-based policy but the idea would be that you would have your direct primary care and utilize that for as much as you can um, and we're able to really provide not only more affordable care but a higher quality of care in terms of 
spending more time with patients. All of our visits are an hour long. If you need to be seen, we get you in the same day if it's something urgent. Even for kind of chronic follow-up appointments, we're usually not booked out further than a week or two. So this is very, I was just having this conversation with Dr. Augie. This is a very unique kind of environment that we have here because if you go to call your your primary care doctor through the insurance system, assuming that they are still practicing at that clinic, um, you know, you likely will be told that it's, you know, three, four, five months till they, they can see you. Um, yeah, so that's kind of unfortunate, especially if you need to be seen more frequently or, or want to get in with them sooner. So um, in our model, because, because we keep a much smaller panel of patients, we are much more available to those patients uh, to be seen and to take the time with them. And it's an amazing model. And uh, and I think sometimes people hear about all the great benefits. They think, oh, it's got to be expensive. It's actually shockingly affordable. Uh, you can learn more about pricing. And again, it's all transparent right on the website, advocatesdpc.com. That's advocatesdpc.com. Also, when we talk about great options for yourself, for your family. Also, if you're an employer, some really good options there for your employees with direct primary care and Advocate MD. Again, learn more online, advocatesdpc.com. That's advocatesdpc.com. Um, I'm a big fan of technology, Doc, as uh, as you and I have talked uh, off the show a bit about uh, about my love, and I know you, uh, you like uh, some of the really neat things out there as well. Um, sometimes technology, I shouldn't say sometimes, all the time with technology and new developments, there seems to be a little bit of a learning curve um, when things first roll out and what we've gone through the past couple of years kind of maybe forced things into much wider use than they may have been ready for. And one of those things is telehealth. And telehealth can be an amazing tool, but there's also drawbacks to it. And let's talk a little bit this morning, Doc, about about telehealth, how it works successfully, and some of the limitations that, that it has. Yeah, so I think, you know, what we saw with COVID, you know, many things in our healthcare system that maybe were kind of underlying issues or, or you know, slight problems kind of were forced to the surface when COVID came about, right? So um, part of that was also the, the whole telehealth idea. You know, I think that telehealth was available in some health systems. It was not widely used for the most part. But when COVID hit and, you know, we weren't having patients come into the clinic for the most part, at least initially, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we need to get this telehealth platform ready. And, and these large health systems were kind of scrambling to figure out how to do this in the most efficient way. So sometimes they might have had some sort of technology to try to accomplish these telemed visits, but it might have been very inefficient or not user friendly where patients had a really difficult time logging in. Um, so they had to make it you know, easy for the patient to use and you know, efficient in that way. Um, the other kind of challenge that happened with COVID is that the way these telehealth visits initially were reimbursed is where they were reimbursed at a fraction of the cost of, you know, let's say a regular visit when you walk into the doctor's office and you're roomed by a medical assistant or a nurse and then the doctor comes in and talks to you for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Those visits were reimbursed at a very different level than when you log into the computer and talk to the doctor via the computer, you know, screen. So, so what they did, you know, these large health systems and hospitals lobbied, you know, Congress or, you know, the Medicare administration and said, you know, we can't function if, you know, 80% of our visits right now are telemed and, you know, you're reimbursing us, you know, let's say a third of what the regular visit is, you know, we're not going to be able to continue to, to operate. So understandably, you know, the government kind of changed those reimbursement rules, you know, everything, um, just to take a step back into the broader view of this and explain a little bit more of how healthcare is, is reimbursed or how our prices are set. Um, for the most part, anything that's involving insurance, a doctor 
doesn't really have a lot of control over what that cost is. A lot of the insurance um, rates are set based on Medicare rates. So Medicare rates are set based on the government. You know, they, they set these rates, they change maybe slightly from year to year. Sometimes they, they go up, sometimes they go down. Um, but then let's say, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield or United, they take that Medicare rate and they say, we're gonna reimburse you at, you know, 20% above that or 50% above that. So, so all of these rates are, are basically boiled back down to the Medicare rates and what the government said. So the government decided to increase the telemed reimbursement. Mm. So now all of a sudden you have these visits being reimbursed at the same cost of, you know, when you walk into a doctor's visit. So you can imagine from the perspective of the large health system, this is a, a great thing. Um, and they're saving a ton of on their overhead costs and their staffing costs if, if they can just have a doctor log into a computer and do all their visits via a computer, even maybe sitting from you know, sitting in their house, um, you know, they no longer have to pay, you know, the, necessarily the front desk person who's checking you in, the medical assistant or nurse who's rooming you and taking your vital signs. You know, all of these people are, are in some cases unnecessary in that way because they're no longer seeing patients in the office. Um, so now we've kind of seen this come full circle to where a lot of these large health systems are really highly encouraging you, or in some cases, maybe even forcing you to do a telemed visit. Um, because again, you know, they might kind of sell it as, well, this is more convenient. We can get you in sooner if you do this. But the reality of the situation is that financially it works better for them that way. It is very convenient. I mean, I don't want to discount the fact that, you know, I guess from a physician's perspective, um, I, I am not personally a, a huge, uh, a huge fan of telemed because I like seeing my patients. Um, but, you know, it is very convenient to be able to do visits from, you know, your house or, you know, it, 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 it's nice to do that. But, um, you know, unfortunately, the convenience factor is is one thing, but there are also, you know, some, some other things that are not great about it. And I don't know if, Sean, if you've ever experienced telemed <laughs> or, or maybe during COVID you yeah. did because you didn't have any other choice. But I don't know what your experience was like. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're, I know you and I may have talked about this. This is a couple of years ago. Um, it was just I think just before COVID. And I had a, I had like a, a like these little like almost look like bruises popping up on my leg. And I'm like, what is going on? And uh, and so I used this telemed service that that actually was like an independent. It was very interesting is like um, the doctor that I. I talked to was like sitting in a coffee shop or something <laughs> and like and they're like it's like let me see your leg and i show her and she's like yeah i can't really tell from here what that is she's like could be a number of things and then basically what was done was recommended to a specialist that i had to go go the oh, old-fashioned wow. way yeah so it was it was like uh it, i i think there's probably a, a a great there's probably plenty of great options uh, to use it, but my experience is like, oh, it was just uh, it was just one more step in in kind of getting to the other thing. I saw on your Facebook page, Advocate MD, uh, the the Facebook page, you shared a story about kind of what we're talking about today, and I, I love the headline of this of this piece where they say telemedicine is a tool, not a replacement for the doctor's touch. And I I think is is when you were talking there, I thought that is a that is a kind of the right on perspective about this stuff. Exactly. And, and I, I'm happy you shared your experience. Yes. And I, you know, I think that um, part of the reason this was on my mind to talk about today is that, you know, we, you know, I, I am obviously constantly having discussions with employers and patients. And um, there's a very large employee benefits management organization here in town that we've talked to on and off for years. And their latest, um, the latest time I talked to them there, they are now promoting, you know, as, as an alternative to direct primary care, they're looking at 
a telemedicine primary care. And so when I heard this, of course, my first um, instinct is like, really, you know, <laughs> like, is this the best we can do? Um, you know, unfortunately, what's happening is that, again, from, from the financial standpoint, telemed looks very attractive, right? I mean, that you know, these companies or these big organizations can pay a fraction of the cost. Um, and again, to, to go back to some of the benefits, you know, obviously it's convenient. In some cases, it provides access to care. Let's say, you know, you're a, a patient that's living in a very rural area of Wisconsin where, you know, maybe it's, you know, 15 or 20 miles to the nearest doctor or the nearest hospital. That's possible. Um, you know, I think that that's probably a sort of rare situation now as, you know, obviously we have expanded a lot of, of clinics and, and health systems around our state. Um, but I think there are situations where probably there are, are people that don't have access to go into a doctor's office and maybe this is all that they have. There's also people that are in situations like, let's say, for example, they are immunocompromised, they're taking chemotherapy, where going into a doctor's office and potentially being exposed to things, especially during, you know, when COVID was at its height, that that probably would be not the best um, situation for them. Um, but for the vast majority of patients that are, you know, overall healthy, not immunocompromised, you know, live within, you know, 20 or 30 miles of a, of a clinic or whatever, you know, I think that, that telemed is kind of a a very cheap, lesser quality alternative. Um, so I think that, again, you know, there's there's situations where I, we definitely offer it as part of our practice to patients, and, and a lot of it has to do with the patient preference. Mm -hmm. So if it's something like a, a patient just needs, let's say, a follow-up visit for anxiety or depression, or, you know, we're, you know, let's say even maybe, let's say dietary counseling or something, something where I don't really need to examine them. We don't technically probably need to get their vitals. Sometimes it's nice just to get vitals because we pick up things on vitals that we didn't even expect to see. Um, but so if, if it's something like that, um, you know, I'm happy to do telemed visits because, again, I, I want to make things more convenient to my patient. And we also know that when things are more convenient to the patient, they are more likely to come to the visit, right? So, so there, it decreases the rate of no-shows and things like that. So um, I'm happy to do it in those scenarios. But as that article states, um, you know, we don't really know the quality of care that's providing via telemed, right? So nobody's really, I think they're, they're trying to study this more. Obviously, in the last couple of years since telemedicine has exploded, they're trying to do some, some very kind of scientific studies to say, is this as good of quality as seeing a doctor in person where they can touch you and see you and take your vitals? Um, I think to me, it's kind of a no brainer that I, I hope the answer to that is no, or else we're doing something very <laughs> wrong. But, um, but so I think that that quality aspect is something that really, in my mind, is not as good as seeing somebody in the clinic. I think one of the things, too, with, with what uh, you're able to offer at Advocate MD is you're getting the convenience of telemedicine with, you know, being able to see that if it's, you know, you've got something going on, you need to see a doctor today, you can see your doctor today, which is, I think, part of the part of why people like things like telemedicine is they say, OK, if, if I need to see a doctor, I, I've got one in my pocket and, and, and available. And I think one of the great things with what you're able to do at Advocate MD is have your doctor, your actual doctor available. And of course, with that convenience, but also with the, with the good old fashioned, I can actually physically see the doctor, meet with my doctor, go into the clinic, which I, I think is a, is a big thing. I think of like places where this might be uh, really, really beneficial. Let's say you're a doctor in Nome, Alaska, for example, um, mm -hmm. and you've got a patient <laughs> outside of town somewhere. It might not be, it might not be a, a thing that might be a difficult uh, trek to get into town or those type of things might be something as well. And of course, uh, 
some other minor things you see a lot of people saying, yeah, it might not be the might not be the the worst thing at all. As a matter of fact, it's it it beats kind of the alternative of sitting, you know, sitting in urgent care with a bunch of a uh, bunch of people coughing and sniffling and gosh knows what else is going on in there, Doc. Exactly, and and I think you know as the article the, the title is so good because really there's something to be said for human touch, yeah. right? I mean, you know, and, and, and this could be you know in various aspects of life, but you know when you come into a doctor's office, when a doctor physically lays hands on you and examines you, um, you know, there's there's obviously the whole physical exam component where you know it's very difficult for me to through a computer screen look into your ear, look into the back of your throat. There are devices, you know, I mean, obviously this telemed is becoming more and more sophisticated. There are devices which can help us to do these things. Um, you know, it's of course never as good as in person looking at it. Um, but I think there are some that are becoming, you know, more te- technologically advanced. You know, when I can't look into someone's ear, I'm more likely to prescribe an antibiotic, right? Mm-hmm. When I can't look into their throat, same thing. When I can't listen to your lungs, um, you know, I'm more likely to treat you in case you have a pneumonia. I'm, you know, if I can't listen to your heart, you know, that makes it very difficult to, to diagnose, you know, why you're having these palpitations. Um, the, the article kind of, I think, did also touch on the idea that there are some remote monitoring systems like where it'll take your blood pressure at home or your heart rate at home and it will transmit it to the doctor. Again, these are kind of few and far between. I don't think most people have sitting at their house a, you know, a, a Bluetooth, you know, blood pressure cuff or, you know, a heart monitor um, unless they are someone that is requiring probably very frequent, um, you know, vital signs monitoring and those sort of things and people in, in those specific situations. But for the average patient, you don't have those devices sitting at your house. Hmm. So I, that's another reason why I'm a huge proponent of having people come in because it's not uncommon to where, you know, we have somebody come in, let's say just for, you know, a follow-up on their skin and their blood pressure is, you know, 160 over 90. And so it's like, then we have to have a conversation about what's going on with your blood pressure. Um, and, you know, or maybe the heart rate is high and, and, you know, they might not be feeling that. So there are things where we not, might not even be symptomatic and we can pick up things just from taking their vital signs. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the, the ability to see a person, yeah, a patient in person, examine them, take their vitals. And then also that just brings about the whole idea of how you are able to develop that doctor patient relationship. And, and I would argue that developing that relationship via a computer is going to take a lot more time um, to do versus if somebody is sitting in front of you. Um, I think that in some cases, the computer can actually provide, it might feel a little safer. Again, and again, in mm-hmm. those situations, let's say where you have a follow-up visit with somebody for, let's say, maybe a mental health issue, anxiety or depression or those sort of things, it might feel a little more comfortable for that person to be talking to you via a computer, which is fine. Um, but again, if it's, if it's, you know, the other 95% of medical things that can come up, I think it's really nice to be able to be sitting in the same room as the person and, you know, talk to them, have a conversation. That was the other thing that they they found in a lot of these telemed visits is that the visits, the appointments tend to be shorter. They tend to be much more like problem focused and many of them are kind of acute problem focused as opposed to when you come into a doctor's visit in person, those visits tend to be longer, and obviously, and especially in the DPC model, they're much longer, and they tend to be more kind of both chronic disease problem focused, but complex. You know, the patient has the time to talk to you about multiple things, so they're more likely to say, "Oh, yeah," and I also wanted to ask you about this pain that I'm having in my foot, and can you take a look at this thing that I have on my my back that I'm not sure if this mole is okay or not. Um, so, so the patient is much more comfortable addressing multiple issues 
when they're brought into the clinic and sometimes even more complex issues versus I think there's almost a feeling of like when they're on the telemed that like, okay, well, I just want to talk to you about this one thing. And then I, you know, the kind of almost maybe a rush or a sense of urgency sort of thing that happens. So, so again, I think that's another kind of con to the whole, uh, telemed platform it's interesting you said because yeah when i when i used it one time it didn't feel very comprehensive it felt very much (laughs) like it was focused in on this one thing and then at the end of it it kind of a shrug of the shoulders and um you're gonna have to see somebody else but but it's interesting to talk about this and it's interesting to learn about some of the options out there and we're talking to with dr nicole hemkis of advocate md online advocate dpc.com as we're talking this morning with her um something to check out about direct primary care we're talking about some of the benefits and some of the the upside of things um, like telemedicine, is that convenience and is that availability? That's not a great thing you get with Advocate MD. Two locations, east and west side, all four doctors available at both clinics. So let's say you are a patient of Dr. Hemkes, you're on the west side, you can see Dr. Hemkes on the west side. You're a patient of Dr. Hemkes, you live on the east side, because you're on the east side. You're east of Madison, west of Madison, um, very convenient, and they are there when you need them at Advocate MD. Something to definitely look into if you haven't explored direct primary care in Advocate MD, definitely do that this morning. Check them out online, Advocate DPC. Com. That's advocatesdpc.com. Telephone number 608-268-6211. That's 608-268-6211. Doc, it's always great hanging out with you. You enjoy the day, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk real soon. Great, Sean. Have a good weekend. See you. Dr. Nicole Hemkiss, certified financial planner. Tracy Anton comes your way next year on 1310 WIBA. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.